Welcome to the Built to Shine podcast. We are your hosts, Taylor and Katie, two dreamers and entrepreneurs at heart who love chasing the light in life. Join us as we come together to share business tips, heartfelt conversations around life and relationships, and how to live life to the full by walking in faith. Let's do this. We are so excited to be here with you today talking all about gardening. We cannot wait to get into this topic because Katie and I just love being outside in God's creation and being able to grow delicious, delicious food. So join us for a conversation about how to start a garden, things to consider, and just things that we really enjoy when it comes to gardening. If you have any tips and tricks for us when it comes to gardening, we would love to hear them. You can go ahead and join us over on Instagram and send us a message, and we would love to chat with you. So thanks for joining in, and let's get to it. Gardening! (laughs) Okay, so why just sing a song? Is that what you're wondering? It's because we're talking about gardening today, and you know what that means? Summertime. You know what summertime means? What? You know what summertime means? You know what summertime means? Let's into your freaking soul. Yeah. And I'm saying that as I'm looking outside and it's gray and it's rainy and it's sad. You know what? What? Yeah, tell them. Next week here in Maine, we're recording this in April of 2023. Next week, it is going to be 70 degrees. That's it. That's a... A seven, seven zero. Seven zero. Like I am a little concerned. Yeah. Well, global warming. I feel. Yeah, it is kind of weird. But anyways, um. So yeah, that's why I started this with a song because gardening is something to sing about. So here's the thing. Taylor is really. I'm going to be honest. The expert in this and i am a little baby i'm a little baby gardener who i don't know anything really i know i'm not an expert oh my gosh yeah but what she does is she's an amazing researcher which she's going to talk about so you know what taylor i think that you should start us off oh great let me tell you all of my one years of experience oh my gosh you're saying (laughs) that but you guys her garden was unbelievable first of all it was huge. Second of all, you had huge success. Third of all, you've been canning and eating your produce and it's amazing. So and freezing. You. Wow. You are my own personal hype woman. Mm. So the thing is, is no, it actually wasn't my very first year of gardening. I yeah. started, I had like a little raised bed when I used to live with my mom and then I gardened with my old roommate as well. So had a little bit of experience and it's been great. And I would highly recommend to anyone out there to start gardening in some form because it is so much fun. Mm. So my number one tip, if you can do this, is to plan ahead of time if possible. But if you can't, if you already are finding yourself, say it's springtime when you're listening to this or... um. I don't know when you're listening to it, but if you don't have time to plan, then that's okay. You can just start from wherever you're at. But if you can take a little bit of time to plan and prep in advance, you'll be able to feel a little bit more equipped and ready to start your garden. So I would suggest actually starting to plan your garden in like December so that you can 
order seeds and um, map out your garden. You can look at um, companion planting and all of that stuff. So that's our that's our first recommendation for starting a garden. Ooh, number two. So again, this is coming from me and I am actually, if you are a beginner, then you and I are walking along this together. But something that I um, just recently discovered is that you need to look on the back of your packets of your seeds to see if they are direct seed, direct plant, or if you need to plant them beforehand. Um, and so you kind of have to have two things in mind. Like if you have access to a greenhouse or maybe like a grow light type situation where it's like warm and cozy, like a mini greenhouse, then you are good to go to get the seeds that need to be planted beforehand. And that just means like creating your own seedlings basically. And then if it calls for direct seeding or direct planting, then like me, because I don't have access to a greenhouse, that is what I'm looking for. So I tried to find vegetables that would go right into my soil after the last frost, which is so soon. And I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, I mean, it's pretty, you can order grow lights from like Amazon or other places and just um, put them over your starts. And yeah, it's pretty easy. You can also um, suggestion is to turn a fan on next to your seedlings when they're starting to grow because it makes them nice and strong like the wind is actually blowing but you can do that in your house and it's super easy so that's so cute um, like the wind is blowing yeah it makes them strong and healthy because otherwise they'll just if they don't get enough light or like air like that they'll grow up too tall like oh yeah it's strange yeah <laughs> but yeah, I think that's great. And did you mention that people can buy um, like starts at a garden center? Did you say that? Seedlings? I did not. Are you, is, does starts mean seedlings? Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, but that is 100% what I'll be doing for the vegetables that I want on my list. So yeah, to Taylor's point, there are certain veggies on my list that I could just put rain to my soil, but there are others that needed to be done beforehand. And that doesn't mean you can't have those veggies in your garden. You just go to a nursery and they have seedlings or starters. Basically they're like, they've already sprouted and you just put those in your soil. Which is great too. If you are finding yourself wanting to start a garden and it's already like May or something, yeah. you can just like put some dirt down and go get some seedlings that are already started. Um, so the third point here is to have fun with it and don't take yourself too seriously your first couple of times. That's my mistake. I took myself, <laughs> I was like so passionate about my garden last year. And then when things would fail, I'd get so heartbroken and upset. And it makes sense because you put a lot of time and energy into it. But I would just say, expect some things to not work out and expect some things to work out a little bit better than what you thought. So just be a little open-minded and have fun and just go for it and know that you're going to learn. Like even if you fail a whole crop, it is worth the time because you then learn how to do it in the future. Like failing something actually helps you learn way better than doing something successfully, I feel like. So I've learned by a lot of failures, like all my peas got eaten last year and 
what else? Um, I planted something and it just didn't grow. Oh, Swiss chard, like just didn't grow at all. So I learned a lot from those things. Yeah, I think that'll be a hard thing for me because I get so attached. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You, it's like your heart goes into it, you know. Yeah. They're my sweet little babies that I grew from little kids. I know. <sighs> but I'll try it. Yeah. Um, all right. The next point is to draw out your garden. So I guess this isn't like a, you have to do it, but it's just a tip because, um, within that drawing out your garden, you can measure out the area that you're hoping to have your garden. So for example, I have a fenced in yard and there's like this little section in the back that kind of makes a perfect square shape like a half, like if you cut it in half. So I'm going to be measuring that out. And with that, you can see how many beds you can fit in that area, how big they can be, which will be helpful also to know like how many plants can you even hold? Where can you put the plants? Especially when you think about companion planting as well, you'll want to know what veggies to put next to each other and kind of visualize how you can do that versus just having all the things going out and being like, let's see what works. I think it would just kind of help to know beforehand, save time and energy. And well, I guess this isn't really about drawing out your garden, but um, well, I'll add that to when Taylor talks about building beds because you want to know what kind of wood to get. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Love that. Um, I guess along with that, Katie, because you were talking about drawing out your garden and planning and prepping while you're doing that, while you're like drawing out your garden kind of goes into the next point we're making and that's to research. So as you're um, planning out your garden, you want to research things like companion planting. You want to research, you know, what kind of soil certain plants do best in. Um, You want to research maybe tips and tricks to help um onions actually like bulb up and not just become green onions like so there's all these things you can research as you're planning out your garden because I find that it's easiest as I'm drawing out my garden to research all the companion planting so that I can actually write into my drawings where I'm going to plant my seeds or seedlings because then I can also have in mind how much of a harvest I'll get from each crop so like You want to know that because you don't want to plant two full beds of kale to only realize, wow, I didn't actually need that much kale, you know, because I did that last year and I planted so much kale and we had way too much of it and we just didn't need, we just didn't need that much. So you can also be thinking of that as you're writing things out and a great place to research. My favorite place is YouTube, honestly the best place to learn about gardening. Um, if you're a visual learner, like I am, that's a really good spot. Um, in Maine, we have something called, I don't know if this is nationwide, but we have something called the farmer's almanac here. And then if you look to your local universities that study a lot of like environmental science, you can actually find a lot of studies that they do on soil and growing food which is cool. So you can look to your local universities for some of that stuff. Yeah, actually, this just reminded me, if you, like me, need to test your soil, our friend, Becky, shout out, just informed me, yeah, that um, 
Well, so our local college here, UNE, comes and tests your soil for an incredibly affordable price. I think it was $40. And before that, I've heard that it was actually pretty pricey to do that. So look to your local colleges or universities to see if they offer that. That's amazing. I never. I did not know that. And you can do it. Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, okay. Should I move on to the next one, Katie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll just say the title. Cause then you can go into mm. the right. Um, yeah, you can go into your thing. Um, but anyways, we are, our next point here is be prepared to work hard. So gardening is really fun, but it's also a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I last year got to the midsummer and I, I was like, I am never doing this again. <laughs> Honestly, just because I was overwhelmed in the moment and I didn't know how much work how much work it was to maintain and then how much work it was to harvest everything. But once I kind of got some like skill sets under my belt and I you know knew how much work it would take this year, I just feel better prepared mentally for it and time-wise. So be prepared to work hard, but also work smart. You know, you don't want to be, last year I was way too tedious with things and I didn't utilize some helpful tools like an irrigation system and stuff like that, that could really save me a lot of time. So um, be prepared to work hard, but also work smart and think in advance about your time uh, because you're going to be A, maybe building beds, B, maybe prepping beds. You're going to be weeding and watering and hopefully preserving some of the food that you have. Um, if not, you can just like eat it as it comes and just enjoy it in the moment. Um, but those are all things that you're going to be doing. So really think about the hard work that you're going to have to do and then try to minimize it as best as you can and use some really amazing methods to um minimize the amount of work that you have to do. So maybe you put wood chips on top of your soil so you don't have to water it as much, or you put a fence up around your garden so you don't have to, you know, so animals don't come in, or you put um, a weed guard down that keeps the weeds from coming up. So there's different things that you can do, but um, you need to prepare for it. Um, wood chips. I'm just gonna write that. Yeah. In. And soil. I have a hot tip for for all of you. You can actually sign up through this website called Chip Drop, and you can get free wood chips dropped off at your house from arborists because they have to pay to dispose of wood chips. And so, if you sign up here, they'll come and drop them off at your house. They do drop off a lot of wood chips, so I was, I would suggest like splitting it with some friends. That's amazing. You want to split it or what? Yeah, I actually was just filling it out. So. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a lot of wood chips, so it's 20 square yards. So I need to talk to my husband first. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, but really helpful. So yeah. wait, is it irrigation, irrigation system? Is that when it's self-watering? Yes. Um, yes. So you still have to like turn on the hose for some systems. I know other like fancier systems, you can have it just on a timer and it will, you know, do it itself. But for us, we are bearing a hose and we just have to turn it on. Last year, I'm telling you every, every single morning last year and sometimes in the evenings, I would spend at least an hour watering my garden. 
Yeah. Not even weeding, not even harvesting anything, not even preserving anything. So that just doesn't work for my lifestyle. So we are putting in an irrigation system because I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you about that as well. Um, but so just like my little bit that I was talking about earlier about what type of wood to have in building beds is, well, a few things. So first of all, cedar, I've learned this from my research. Cedar will last for many, many, many years. So I hear it does not rot. So, but so if you don't do cedar, because I hear it's a little more pricey, although also if you get cedar fence pickets it's cheaper so that's something to think about if you're going to be in your home or wherever you're gardening for long term but if not then just making sure that you don't get pressure treated wood because you don't want those chemicals seeping into your food that you're going to be eating so yes so smart honestly I'm not sure like I think of myself like you know six or seven years ago. And I'm, I don't think I would have even thought about pressure treated wood. So it's so mm-hmm. nice to hear those tips from other people, just cause you have so much to think about, like yeah. don't feel bad or stupid. If you're like, Oh my gosh, I would have put pressure treated wood in my garden. Like I would have to oh, yeah. I did research things. So yeah, don't feel bad about that. Um, all right. Our last point here is be prepared to be filled with joy. Joy, joy, joy. Yeah. I mean, you're just going to walk out to your garden. You're going to maybe you had a bad day the day before. Okay. It was a tough day. You're going to walk out to your garden. It's the sun is going to be setting. There's going to be birds chirping and bees buzzing all around. And the warm sunshine is going to be on you. And you're going to take a warm tomato from your tomato bush and you're going to plop it in your mouth. And it's going to be the most delicious thing. Nice. It's so joyful. I am still eating off of a lot of food from the garden last year. And I'm telling you, when me and my husband open up a jar of fresh garden, fresh pesto, oh, that has the best basil and olive oil and Parmesan cheese and, and walnuts in it. It makes our night. Like we just like are filled with joy. So it lasts forever. You know, it just keeps on going. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Huh? There is. Wow. But it huh. is, it is great because a, it gets you outside as Western adults, we spend a lot of time inside, a lot of time on screen. So it's amazing to get outside and to be more connected with nature. Um, you get to eat delicious food. You get to share some of the food that you grow with others. You'll always have extra. So it's great to feel like you can just give stuff away to people. And it helps your brain. You learn new skills. And you get to become closer to God daily by being outside in his creation. And I love that about gardening. So um, do it. It's super fun. Yeah. And even if you're someone who doesn't follow Jesus, it's still a really great connective thing to do like in nature. Just being in nature and breathing in fresh air is so healthy for you. So good for you. We need to do it more. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Wow. I want to get out there right now. Don't you want to just start your garden right now? I do. It's like an overwhelming feeling, but I have to remain calm because it is 
April 5th. <laughs> That's so soon. Wow, I cannot believe it's already April. You're going to put things in the ground next month. Yeah. Next yeah, month, yeah. you're going to have little seedlings living in your backyard. I can't wait. I will name all of them. I will say, I love you. I love you. Also, I have heard if you sing and talk to your plants that they grow. And stuff. Do we think that's real? I just want to say that it is for my own like little tail life. Yeah. Hey, love changes things, you know? It really does. Yeah. And I just want to live in a Disney 